This is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how science fiction, horror, fantasy, and comics help us explore our humanity. Welcome to episode 4 of this week on Sci-Fi Talk. This is Axel. Penelope kicks things off with Tony's interview with Wendy Zuckerman of the podcast, Science Versus. Science Versus looks at how science can investigate and look into what can affect our daily lives. Here are Wendy Zuckerman and Tony. So uh, African swine fever is a, a pig virus, and um, which is which is great news that it only affects pigs, so it, it does not affect humans, um, because it is, but but it is very very nasty for pigs. So it makes uh, when a pig is infected, it has an extremely high mortality rate, um, upwards of ninety five percent. You know some farms that get infected, they say basically all the pigs that got infected died. Um, And what it does is it causes bleeding, bleeding to, as one academic said, in all the orifices, Um, bleeding in organs. Um, It makes the pig have a very high fever, get very lethargic. Um, So it's it's a really nasty way to go for a pig. Wow. The CIA may be infecting the pigs. That's what's fascinating about your podcast because you're investigating this. Do you fear that you want to stay away from the Oliver Stone kind of territory, if you know what I mean? <laughs> wait, wait, wait t- tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> well, the parlor game in Stone's movie JFK on who killed Kennedy. Was it the mafia? Hey, even Cubans apparently were involved there too. The dangerous tinfoil hat game is the... Yes, exactly. No, I... I... I, I think it's such a great question. It's a real balance, isn't it, when conspiracy theories rear their head as to whether you want to take them seriously or not. And I think that sort of became a real issue with the coronavirus um, when we started seeing a lot of conspiracy theories coming out about how how it happened. And on the show, we had a big debate going on because scientists, you know, as, as you know, Tony, all, all the scientists in this space are like, we this wasn't a surprise. We knew it came from animals. We're pretty sure it came from bats, maybe through an intermediate animal. You know, all the scientists were saying, we, we know the basic steps of how this happened and it's not nefarious. And so on the show, we were wondering, you know, should we, in, should we, inter- should we even interrogate this? Should we even give these conspiracy theories that it, it came from a lab in China or came from a lab in the US any time and space? And we decided that we should because it was becoming such a pervasive idea. And so we really interrogated it and, and looked at why scientists truly believe that that's not the case. And I think with, with this particular conspiracy theory that the CIA released African swine fever into Cuba, I kind of had a similar approach. It didn't have that urgency of needing to tell the public what the truth was with the coronavirus because this happened, you know, in 1971. But it does have this, you know, it, it is something that can be interrogated with science and it's and it's intriguing. It's intriguing why these theories take hold and, and whether science can debunk them because science can't debunk every conspiracy theory out there and some conspiracy theories are true. So I think it, I think you're absolutely right. It's a, it's a balance about whether you want to give ideas time and space. But I, I did feel like for the coronavirus and, and with this one as well, they just felt like there was something out there that science could help us explore, and so I I wanted to explore it. There's more sci-fi talk, so stay tuned. This is Zoe. This week's Trek Tuesday feature Kavita Maharaj for her amazing prints capturing Star Trek characters and also key moments from Trek history. 
you really captured this is Leonard Nimoy's book we're talking about and you really captured every nuance of his face and ex- his expression uh, that's that's a gift how did you know when maybe going back to when you were young that drawing was going to be something you wanted to do well um i think most kids my you know and i'm no exception to this uh most kids instinctively do draw when they're when they're young i i did uh, have adults who would be a little effusive or responsive to uh drawings that i i did and i have to admit that my parents growing up were not um were not naturally effusive about things so they if they actually reacted to it you know that there had to be something of note there The other thing is that I had uh, teachers and classmates as I went through school who would see me drawing and I remember that the, the one of the memories that stuck out in my mind is remember I I went uh, I went through a British schooling and mm. I I mentioned that because I'm going to mention that standard 8 and standard 8 might not mean much in North America but I would have been 8 years old when I uh, sorry standard 3 rather sorry I would have been 8 years old when I was in standard 3 and so I remember I was in standard 3 and I was drawing my hand so I was holding a pencil in my left hand and I I'm right-handed I was using my right hand to to draw the image of my left hand holding a pencil it was just something I was interested in and I remember the teacher coming over and uh looking at what I was drawing and she you know remarked on this and then kids started to gather around and whatnot and the teacher at that point in time she said to me she said I want your first painting and <laughs> she said wow I wish I was that good at that but the truth is that the only way you get good at something is by doing it a lot and the 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 way or the best way to do something a lot is to love it sci-fi talk returns in a moment andrew has tony's interview with the composer of black lightning in kurt farquhar the talented composer talks about his musical influences and how they made into the series compositionally i've uh, always been attracted to uh, one of my favorites uh, Charles Ives and Stravinsky and 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 the Gitel and to be able to incorporate that in this modern day with uh uh with Black Lightning uh, it's a melange of <laughs> so many sounds you have everything from EDM and dubstep to to trap music to yeah. to some tinges of jazz and mm-hmm. and uh and hip hop I mean as a matter of fact one of the Uh, last week's episode, episode 112, when uh, Painkiller goes into the school and the listen to the string uh, melody in the uh, front part where he's uh, shooting a bunch of kids. It's, uh, it's like a it's a on a Miles Davis solo but, <laughs> that he would have done back in the late 70s, early 80s. That sort of phrases sort of thing that he was doing back with the, the funkier group. Yeah, that's it. listen to the string. Come to think of it, yeah, I, re- the string section. I remember that now. That was that's really cool. It really seemed to fit. It fits so yeah, well, exactly. you know. You wouldn't yeah. think. You wouldn't think that, but uh yeah, it fits extremely well. So yeah. I was like I'm always trying to find some different ways of how can we make these these characters have some sense of that yet that that they are African American, mm-hmm. but without me having to superimpose a hip hop beat on it. every 10 seconds you right, know? right. You, that's that's not you true know? that's right and i mean well hell my favorite music is country and western so you know <laughs> <laughs> i was so definitely not all this and i grew up studying classical music you know there you go. so many people are like to have a broad thing so I, i bring in other elements that definitely 
you give you a sense of who this is happening to. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, uh, and, and, and I think at the same time, it helps to stretch the music in a, in a unique way. This episode concludes with famed director Brian Yuzna as he talks about tiki horror and the culture where it came from. I never realized <laughs> that there was such a subculture oh, for, yeah. for tiki. I've always liked going, to, you know, every once in a while, maybe you go to a, a tiki bar because yeah. it's just kind of like, yeah, it's kind of fun, you know, it's just something different. And, um, but wow, what a, this bar, if you, you'll see it in the, yeah, in the I did see it. video, that's Fantastic. in someone's backyard yeah, and it doesn't right. even show all of it. Wow. You know? That's it's, crazy. Uh, it's amazing um, how people kind of glom into it because it's really just a, there is no place like Tiki. Nope. You know? I think it's just some kind of, some kind of inspiration, inspired by the GIs coming back from the Pacific after World War II and they had been in the tropics. Yeah. And in the tropics, you tend to drink rum drinks. That's right. And there's bamboo. That's and right. the bars are kind of built like that. <laughs> of course, it just became a a whole aesthetic of its own that is that is just a lot of fun. Tales of Blood Island. You know, this is a comic book, thirty six pages, and the story. This is something you crafted. This whole story, you wrote this. No, no, actually, actually, the way this came about was a. Um, kind of a long-time friend of mine. I met him when he was um, running um, Monsters HD for AMC Network. Oh, yeah. David Searing. Yes. And he was, he. I think it was maybe the first kind of horror cable channel. Mm -hmm. And he was licensing movies and transferring them to HD um, for his channel. And so I own a f- couple few movies. And so he licensed some movies and we got to know each other that way. And along the line, he uh, left AMC and started doing his own projects. And he has a company called Drive Insanity. Yes. And even though he worked for a big corporate cable company, he's just a complete kind of, um, kind of drive-in movie geek. Yeah, and he just loves that stuff. Oh yeah, and um, and his he's got a man cave in his basement in <laughs> Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. That is pretty impressive. Oh, that's cool. Um, a lot of tiki stuff in there. But anyway, we were um, we were you know we had business together since. What since he, we try to get projects going, we etc. Subscribe to the Sci Fi Talk podcast at Apple Podcasts wherever you get your podcasts, and on the Podbean app. Thanks for listening. This is Axel reporting.